welcome to my corner. I, uh, I'll cut it real with you guys. I just kind of want to talk. I didn't really have anything too much planned in terms of lessons that I want to teach. So if we end up having something that seems to fit a theme, then I guess we'll end up with something that fits a theme. But for now, I just want to talk. Just want to talk to talk. Whether or not I end up being heard. <laughs> um, it is currently 1.25 in the morning. On September 26th of 2020. I am tired but happy, sort of. Mostly. Mostly happy. I am... Um... I had an interesting night tonight. Something happened I wasn't expecting that was very pleasant. Um, scary. Very scary. Anxiety through the roof. But... I'm glad that I stuck it out and didn't just leave. I'm glad that I, um, I guess I kind of talked about this in the first episode too, but I'm glad that I pushed through it, I guess, to say. I, um, I'm getting a little better about being social, even when I'm past my limit. I'm getting a little better at dealing with lots of different energies that I'm not used to dealing with because I am mostly by myself all the time. So that's been nice. But, um, I don't know. I got really suddenly hit with these really negative, um, back voices, I want to say, if that's even a word. <laughs> Um, I started getting those really intrusive thoughts that I often get when I feel inadequate, which was a little bit of a bummer to realize what was being heard in my mind when I was hearing it, if that makes any sense. I have no idea. Like, I was sitting there, I was having a good time, I was hanging out with people that I want to be friends with, and that I think are very talented people, and that I look up to, and that I hope to be better friends with somehow, someday. But as I was sitting there, I got really suddenly hit with like, wow, am I good enough for these people? And it's not a thought that I have too often anymore, which is nice. That's definitely a more positive change compared to how it used to be. How I used to be. Um, but I don't know, it was just kind of jarring to hear my brain say that to me again. Because I've been hanging out with the same friend group for so long before this that I just kind of was able to push those intrusive thoughts away because I've been with that friend group long enough to know that like, oh yeah, I am good enough for these people. These are my people. It's my family, my friends. 
but with this new group of friends that I am trying to make, I guess, I just feel a lot of inadequacies within myself. And I don't really like that. I don't know anybody who likes feeling inadequate, um, to be fair. So I guess what I'm saying is normal, that I don't like feeling those inadequacies, but what do I know? I, um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't like it. <laughs> it sucks. I am not a fan. It's really weird dealing with those intrusive thoughts again after so long of not dealing with them. You know, you know what I mean? It's kind of like having to reteach yourself the habits that were really good somewhere else. It's like... It's like learning how to drive on a street corner and then immediately being thrown to the highway. Going from not having to deal with so many cars on the road to dealing with every car on the road. Going so much faster than you, going maybe so much slower than you, or maybe the engines are louder so you're not as in sync or as in concentration, or maybe there's been an accident on the road and that accident in the road that is affecting this highway is stressful. And I guess people listening to this who know what I'm referencing in that, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just weird. It's weird having that anxiety again, having that really almost first day of school fleeting in the, or fleeting butterflies in the belly kind of feeling again. Because like I've said before, I'm doing online school now, so I'm not really, really not really in contact with people physically. I live with my dad, and that's about it. And that's about all I have for social interaction besides being online with my friends. See, I don't know, just that anxiety coming up tonight was really disheartening, but... <sighs> but what can you do? Well, well, Che, you could work on those inadequacies. You're right. You're right. I could. And I do. But with something like anxiety, sometimes it's hard to really, truly quiet the voices in your head. To stop the... The... The gut feeling that you get when you just feel anxious. Sometimes it's really hard to shut that off. Sometimes it'll go off and you won't even know why. So I started knitting while we were all hanging out and we're just chilling and it was a good time. And still I say that knitting is a good way to, um, a good way to deal with anxiety if you feel like me and you need something to do without disrupting the room or having to leave the room or having to do some insane ritual or, you know, if you need something small to do, 
want something easy. Definitely recommend knitting. Another thing I want to talk about is my Opa. And for those of you who aren't in the know, Opa means grandpa in German. And when I was growing up, I just always knew to call him that because that's just what we called him because he was from Germany and that's just how it always was. That's how things were. That's how it always had been. And um, I've been thinking about him recently. Uh, this year, I came out with a song called I'm Sorry I Don't Write Anymore. And that was a song very close to myself and my family um, for a lot of different reasons. There's a lot of things written in that song that are... There's a can of worms in every verse in that song. And the can of worms that I want to kind of pry open a little bit tonight is the last verse, um, which is, if I could pull it up actually, I can read it for you. Let's see. Also, mic quality is way higher because I'm at my desk tonight, in case you couldn't tell. Um, if people prefer it this way, I think I will stick to this, or if it's easier this way for me to... Or, like, if it's not as hard to get the stuff that I need onto my phone where I upload the podcasts from, then I might just do it from, like, this, because this is obviously much higher quality. And, um... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, sorry I don't write anymore. This is a song I wrote back in July, I think. Or no, I wrote it in May. Yes, I wrote it in May. Released it on May 13th because that was the 10th anniversary of Opa's death, of him passing away. And, um, I'll just read the whole thing. So, hey, how are you? It's been a long time. I hope that you've been well. Ten years since I've seen you, and I've grown up so fast. I wonder if you could tell. There's so much to show you and so much to say. Sorry I don't write anymore. Letters all discarded and notebooks forgotten. I'm sorry I don't write anymore. Sister's grown much older, faster than I'd like. I wonder if she stays in bed and remembers you at night. She's had quite a rough time, but God, she's so strong. You would think she's a beautiful sight. Mom's doing just fine. She's finally on her own. The only master to her own life. She's so happy and free. And oh, how proud you'd be to see her pushing through her strife. And then there's Dad. He's doing his best, despite the issues we've had. Some things are left unsaid and others unforgiven, but we're smiling, moving ahead. Finally me. God, that's so hard <laughs> to fit all in one song. 
I guess to put it briefly, there's a lot of damage. But I'm happily moving along. There's so much to show you. And so much to say. I'm sorry I don't write anymore. Letters all discarded, notebooks forgotten. I'm sorry I don't write anymore. Now, when I wrote this, and to those who know me, this is no surprise. I'm a very sensitive soul. I cry very easily. So when something like this is involved, very close to my emotions, very important to me, it's um, not a surprise, I'm sure, to anyone that I cried a lot while writing this song. This has been one of the most emotional pieces I've written, most personally emotional pieces that I've written for a lot of reasons. Because I miss Opa, because I'm proud of my mom. I have fears about my sister growing older. I've had issues with dad that we still work on. There's a lot of, a lot of damage, but I am still moving along. That much is true. And that's the verse I want to talk about. The, the verse that, in particular, talks about myself. Because let's be real, the damage never really goes away. Right? You still have the anxiety. You still have those lingering signs of depression. Or maybe it's aftermath. You still have guilt, regret for things you didn't do, or maybe things you did do, or things you would have done differently. Those things, that's damage. That's emotional damage, and that sticks with you. Sometimes a lot longer than physical damage will. I am no exception to that case. There is a lot of damage that I hold on to. Not willingly, of course. I don't like being miserable, or having those moments of insecurities, or vulnerability. But it's there to stay, and I've kind of come to accept that, which I think is a healthy first step for anyone dealing with damage, is to accept that there is damage, and that it will take time to heal said damage. Anger, sadness, confusion, guilt. That is damage, and it will take time to heal. And again, that is okay. Now, yeah, there we go. There's my lesson for the night. It's okay to be damaged, as long as you understand that you have to fix that damage, a lot of it, on your own. Like, a lot of it has to be on you. The first step, particularly, has to be on you. You can lean on people, and people can help you. But at the end of the day, the change is all going to depend on your actions, and your actions alone. Or at least that's what I think. And that's why I was so bummed tonight, when I was hanging out with that new group of friends that I want to be closer with, and I was feeling these insecurities and vulnerabilities and inadequacies. I was really disheartened, really disappointed in myself. 
Because I do love myself. I think I'm a wonderful person. I don't want to seem like a narcissist because that's not a quality that I want to carry on from previous damage. That's something I want to take and learn from, actually. But I do think that I'm a pretty damn good person. I think I'm pretty wonderful. And for all the shit that I've gone through, I'd say I'm pretty strong too. Which is why, again, it was just disappointing that my mind let itself have that mini relapse for long enough to drain me of my last bits of positive energy until I was reduced to waving and leaving in a hurry almost. But to go back to that verse, that there's a lot of damage, but I'm moving along. Um, I would also like to tie it to the first verse, which is the opening lines of, Hey, how are you? It's been a long time, and I hope that you've been well. Ten years since I've seen you, and I have grown up so fast, and I wonder if you could tell. I wonder if he would know. Like, if he knows. I don't particularly have any single religious um, belief, but I'm not necessarily atheist either. I believe in something, I just don't know what. And whatever that what is that I believe in, I wonder if Opa's up there, and I sometimes, I just wonder if he'd be proud of me. Obviously. Again, there's a lot of stuff that needs, you know, to be learned from. A lot of mistakes, a lot of trauma, a lot of abuse, a lot of stuff that just needs to be learned from. A lot of stuff that needs to be cleared and moved on from. And I wonder if you would be proud about how I handled that. About how I still handle it to this day, every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about whether I'm doing the right thing to move forward. And I wonder if he would be, again, I wonder if he would be proud of how fast I had to grow up or, you know, how strong I've had to become from the things that have happened to me and that I've been through. I like to think he would be. It's a comforting thought, at least, to hear him in his German accent that I didn't realize was so thick until after years, uh, years after he had passed away. But I think he would be proud, and in his German accent, he'd be like, well, Courtney. Shit happens. Man. I know I said that in the last podcast episode talking about grief, but I still think it's important. That approach that he had that, you know, shit happens. It's kind of the approach I've taken to a lot of controversy that's been on Twitter recently on my timeline specifically regarding a fan base that I'm in. 
my whole response to it is, well, shit happens. You can't take it back. There's no amount of words that is gonna fix that bent garage door that Alex ruined with his car. In the same way that there are no amount of actions or cancellations of culture or cancel culture, there's no amount of tweets or retweets that will take back the damage that was done. All you can do now is say, eh, it happened. Let's move forward. Let's learn from it. Let's become better from this. Because I guarantee you Alex didn't back into the garage again after that, or at least not that I had ever heard of growing up. And I have faith that the community that I'm in will also grow stronger. Which is the goal, right? The goal is to grow. To be nurtured and healthy. It's the goal I envision for it anyway. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my viewpoint is based on complete naivete and shit happens is not the proper way to respond to these things. I don't know. Just going through it the way I know how. If you're, um, if you're currently in a place where you feel inadequate, and you feel like your anxiety is getting the best of you, and you feel like you're drowning in those waves of insecurities and feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt and self-loathing, if those waves are crashing down on you. Don't be afraid to reach out for a floaty from time to time. Don't be afraid to reach out and talk to someone about it. In the end, it's you who will fix it, but there's got to be someone to teach you how to go about it, right? And sometimes that's the best first step. It's either acknowledging that there's damage or, you know, having someone tell you that it's damaged and telling you where to go from there. Does that make any sense? Hell if I know. <laughs> I don't know. In the end, whatever's going on in your life, I hope that... You are well in your corner of the world, just as I am in mine. And with that, I think I'll leave that episode here tonight. I'll see you next time on Jay's Corner. <laughs>